Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello, freelance friends, and welcome to another episode of the 15 Minute Freelancer podcast. Louise Shanahan here, and today I have the pleasure of talking to one of my longest standing online freelance buddies, Fee Shales. And some of you may know Fee as the brains behind Content Club UK, which is a brilliant community of online creators. And it's not just freelancers, but there are a lot of freelancers in that community. Content Club UK meets every Tuesday at 11am on Twitter. So just follow the hashtag Content Club UK if you're curious about that. Okay, plug over. That was a bit of a plug. (laughs) Hi, Fee. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Louise. How are you doing? I'm really well, thanks. I'm really glad that we've got the chance to finally have this conversation. We've been trying to do it for a while. So I just mentioned there that Content Club UK isn't just for freelancers and there's a lovely mix of people who are creating content, whether that's working in-house or working in agencies or people who have another job in addition to freelancing as well as part-time and full-time freelancers. And you kind of have a foot in more than one of those camps at the moment, don't you? And this is our topic for today's episode. And I'm really glad to have this conversation because I was just saying before we press record that I think there are lots of freelancers out there or people who are maybe thinking about starting a freelance business, but they maybe have questions or concerns about how to balance the two or transition between the two. So with that said, can you tell us a bit about your experience of balancing freelancing with full and part-time employment? I was doing a full-time digital manager role at a financial services company at the time. And it was like a typical situation where although I was leading on all the digital stuff, I didn't feel like I was completely empowered to do what we needed to do as an organization. And I think over a couple of years, I began to get a bit frustrated with it all. And I thought, well, maybe I could try doing some work independently for someone else just to get that control back a bit. I kind of fell into it a little bit to the point where I was building myself a a website soon after the new year in 2016. And I ended up building a freelance page um, as though I already was one. My first client kind of came along fairly quickly. Somehow I had somebody contact me on LinkedIn who, who was looking for some support with content and social and some SEO stuff. All of this was obviously alongside my full-time role. So it kind of built up from there really. And as the time went on, you kind of get that natural turnover of clients and things, and you kind of learn more about how to do business and how to split your time. And it kind of has just stayed now six years on at a pretty nice manageable level so I guess ultimately I would still like to end up being full-time freelance and work for myself full-time but the way it's kind of working out still is there's more benefit in it for me to to do both at the same time. 
that sounds like a lot. So how do you manage your time? I, I guess a lot of it's just kind of done on instinct, but also a bit of forward planning, I guess, um, knowing what you're going to have on the next weekend or two. Or, you know, there have been times where I've done the odd bit in the evening after work if I'm if I'm up to it. But I, yeah, it's it's kind of, I guess, like the full-time nature of freelance, you don't necessarily know how many hours you're going to be doing week to week. It depends on your clients or anyone new that you might be taking on or as somebody sort of saying goodbye to you or vice versa. So it is a bit of a juggling act. I'm not going to say it's been easy because it, it hasn't, but I have persevered with it all because there are some benefits for me and, and I've, I've definitely been able to accelerate my learning and experience across many different sort of sectors and different kinds of content and so on, uh, which I would never have gained if I, if I hadn't started freelancing part time. So do you feel like there are advantages then of having a foot in each camp? It definitely sounds like apart from maybe having the challenge of managing your workload, there are advantages of having the security of a full-time job, but the flexibility of being able to work with lots of different clients and different kind of projects on the side. Yeah, definitely. It is it's kind of essentially just that. So having that stability of knowing that week to week you're earning that certain amount of money because you've got that full-time role, but then you can kind of pick and choose what you do to a certain extent around that. Um, And then that's obviously extra income. So there's the financial side, uh, which back, you know, five or six years ago, it was definitely a help to have that extra income coming in. And I was saving up for house and, you know, all, all of that stuff. You know, another benefit is freelancing can give you that extra exposure to different things, different types of content, um, different brands, different people. There's a stark difference, I think, between working for somebody when you're in-house and working for somebody when they're officially a client. So you're kind of learning some extra soft skills that you might not have learned if you just remained in a, in a in-house role. And yeah, I think it kind of gives you a feeling of, you know, you're empowering yourself to do that extra stuff and do something that, you know, at the time I enjoyed the freelancing side a lot more than I I did the financial services side because the content in the latter was just so much more dry. It was just all really great experience from the start. And um, as I'm sure you know, Louise, like when you ping off that invoice, there's no nicer feeling I've found definitely year to year, the feedback that I've got from clients has been so much more, I don't know, they've been so much more forthcoming with it. It's been so much, it's given me so much confidence. When you're stuck in a job that you feel a bit sort of ground down and perhaps your line manager is too busy to have like massive one-to-ones with you where they give you decent feedback on how you're doing and praise and whatnot, then the freelancing side kind of gave me that from the beginning and it's very kind of obviously very satisfying so so many really so many benefits um, but obviously not without its its drawbacks. Mm. And what would some of the drawbacks be? Obvious one I guess is uh, you have to sacrifice 
a significant amount of time each month to your freelance work because that's that's what it requires content writing in particular you know it's very likely that you're going to need to spend hours not half an hour writing a piece there'll be things that you have to get your head around before you can even write something or you need to research it or you might need to interview people and gather notes and and all of that stuff so there's the time investment that and sacrifice that you need to make um, in order to actually do the freelance side. When you just mentioned there about maybe you need to interview people or having calls with clients and things like that, how do you manage all of that if you have a day job? So you don't necessarily have the same flexibility in your day that would line up with your client's availability or the people that you're trying to interview. How do you factor all of that in? I've been lucky and I've also been quite straight with clients. So I'll always say to them up front, look, I've got this main job that I do. I won't be available for calls during the day, Monday to Friday. I can't like jump on something that you need me to jump on. So if you want to work with me, then you'll need to be flexible. Usually it hasn't been much of a problem And to be honest, I think out of all the clients I've had over these years, I've only ever met one face-to-face. I've not had a phone call with them. It's all been on Slack or email. It's been so sort of easy and I think convenient for them because I'm not like, I don't think I'm a high maintenance type of freelancer that needs, you know, I can just be briefed given what I need and I can, you know, as long as the brief is decent, I can just get on with it and run with it. And I think communication, if you're doing this part-time is is also key because you need to send enough of an update or put enough comments on things and so on so that you don't need necessarily to have a call to go through all this stuff or, or a, a Teams meeting or whatever it might be, a Zoom call. So I think there are definitely ways to to manage it, but sometimes you will obviously you'll have clients that really do want those weekly check-ins and more commitment from you in terms of communication time. I guess one thing that occurred to me when I was making the jump from employment to freelancing was worrying about what my old colleagues would think and I worried that if I had clients that I had some earlier connection to it might seem inappropriate or even though it was a completely different context and to be honest I bet no one cared but I'm wondering what the perspective is of your manager or your boss or the people that you work with in your day job what's it like marketing when you have a full-time job what are your thoughts on feeling confident and comfortable marketing your freelance services when you have a boss and colleagues who might see it? I think, again, I've been quite lucky. So I've made sure that in every role that I've had since I started freelancing, I've asked my full-time employer for a letter to basically consent to it. So I've been transparent and upfront with them always and that you know the only caveat is always as long as it's not you know as long as you're not working for an organization where there'd be a commercial conflict of interest which there never has been i kind of get that put in place so that i feel like then i'm being honest about it and i'm i'm not hiding i don't feel like i need to hide anything from from anyone Mm. Yeah, it's like what you're saying before about just being really uh, clear and communicating clearly about what you're doing. And then if everyone knows from the start, then there aren't any surprises or awkward moments down the line. 
Do you have separate social media accounts for your employed work and your freelance work? Um, no, I don't actually. Um, and I think I'm very mindful when I'm on social about what I say. I, I mean, I guess at the moment, and because I'm part time with the freelance stuff, I'm not really actively looking for more clients because I've, I've, I'm already kind of at my my limit. So I, you know, I'm not marketing myself on social to say, "Hey, I've got some capacity. If anyone wants to hire me." There's, there's kind of none of that. It's more around I don't what I kind of focus on from my um, social accounts where I've only got the minimum really on most channels. So on LinkedIn and Facebook, I've got a digital drum page, but beyond that, there isn't. You know, I don't have extra aliases across social for, for my freelance stuff. I suppose if somebody was in full-time employment and planning to make the switch from employment to self-employment, they might be thinking, well, I do need to do a bit more marketing to try and make sure I've got my client base ready and I've got a pipeline of new leads. I'm wondering if you've got any thoughts or tips for people in that position about how to try and balance the two just before they make that transition and how they can think about marketing and their, their presence on social media. I think if I was going to go full time, I would just, I don't know, I probably wouldn't go to the lengths of explicitly marketing myself online when there's so much that can be sourced from contacts and, you know, people from different communities. I think the reason why everybody is so friendly and nice to each other is partly because there's so much work out there. Nobody has to really compete for it. Everybody is therefore helping each other out and giving each other advice. And I think there's so much of, of that available to you, which it kind of wasn't when I started, that if you were thinking of going full-time freelance from the part-time situation, getting involved with those kind of communities, things like Content Club and you know meeting people that way and on Twitter and joining Slack groups. I mean, all the information is out there if if you do a bit of searching and Googling and just making contacts can often really give you a, a boost when it comes to gaining new new leads and, and business, I, I've found. Thanks, Fia. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. Where can people find you? Probably the easiest place is on Twitter or LinkedIn. So on Twitter, you can find me at Fee, so that's F-I underscore digital drum, all one word, or they can find me on LinkedIn just by putting in my full name. I've also got a website called Digital Drum, and that's kind of the moniker I use for my freelance business. Uh, but it's got a blog on there, which has got loads and loads of content articles, mainly about everything from social to SEO, content marketing, all sorts of stuff. It's filterable. Um, and I've just started in the last few months a LinkedIn newsletter called Content Therapy, which um, seems to be going down quite well with different people. I had like a really nice bit of feedback from a chap at um, Shopify last month, which I was just so chuffed with because I just always write these things and, I, and you know, you release it and you think, who's going to read this? You don't, you don't know. It's always a bit of a gamble. So yeah, that's a, a monthly newsletter where I just pick five quick bits of content that are supposed to be helpful for content people. 
That's brilliant. Thank you so much. We'll make sure that those links are all in the show notes so people can go and have a nosy themselves. So thanks, Fee, and thank you to everybody for listening. I will see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks. And until next time, happy freelancing.